Well, Steve, what's happening in the huddle on that last drive? Hey, we're just preparing. They look like they were hoping to win, hoping to make a play. We knew we were going to make a play. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. Mike up, son. We're back. Coming out of week five, going into week six. And we're back at table one of the clubhouse. It sounds a little better than it used to, if you guys would agree. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. It's definitely still the same table. Obviously not my living room. We improved the studio, some enhancements. Mm-hmm. Table one's just better than it used to be. <laughs> it's definitely not to be confused with the Castle Kratos. Not Castle. <laughs> King of the Castle heard you. Uh, the biggest NFL story of the week is off the field, and we'll get to that at the end, but uh, we want to go ahead and have some fun with you guys like we normally do, and uh, we'll just get to that at the end. Um, as a Panthers podcast, the uh, big story this week is uh, coming up short at home against the Eagles. Uh, I'm just going to kind of give the floor to you guys, talk about takeaways from the game. Um. Well, I've rather, I don't know if enjoyed's the right word, but since since the loss, uh, the media outlets being like, oh, the Panthers' O-line needs help. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Who could have saw that coming? Who would have guessed? Sure. Who would have ever said something like that? I certainly know that I haven't been bitching about it incessantly for at least six years. That's not something that's happened. I mean, like, Obviously, we need help on the O-line. One it's, good thing about the O-line, just real quick, throwing out there, um, Taylor Moten moved from the right to the left and still had a very high grade at left tackle. So it's nice to know that we have somebody who can be great on both sides. No, and and we have him locked down for multiple years. So the only positive to come out of that All whole right. game, really, regarding the O-line. But people immediately started trying to trash Sam Darnold. And again, like, I mean, like, I think Chris, you sent me a link or sent us a link about like how one place was like, oh, the Panthers should give up on Sam and go get Deshaun Watson. Uh, No fucking thank you. Yeah, no shit. I mean, you want to talk about being a prisoner of the moment, you know, one game, one week in the NFL and everybody's like, change all your plans. Yeah. Well, some other concerning things that I was reading, um... You know, obviously the O-line was shit, which, you know, opened up the opportunity for Darnold to, you know, make bad plays there and throw some interceptions. But also, I read that evidently we were calling the same plays over and over, and so the Eagles started sitting on our routes. We weren't making double moves, which pissed Robbie Anderson off. So he stopped running his routes, which I really don't like. That kind of pisses me off. He kind of got lazy with his yeah, shit. You still got to run your shit. Even if mad. you don't like the play call, you still got to do your job. So that one play in particular, Start. as an example, where the ball kind of went through his fingers, if he had been running his route at full speed, he would have been right where that ball was, and then that would have been a big play for us. But 
Um, yeah, so evidently the issues aren't just with the O-line. It goes into the coaching staff, too, from what I'm reading. And it's not shocking. Very, not very good. Makes sense. I would also, I know I heard, um, I can't remember his last name, but he's on Barton Hahn. I listened to a lot of them uh, on my lunch break. And he just pointed out, you know, Darnold has some bad habits that are not completely exercised from his constitution, right? I mean, it's you're not going to just walk away from that, you know, so, you know, you throw, two, what, two interceptions and, you know, to the same guy in a very short period of time, um, you know, just looking a little more like he looked like in New York, you know, at, at times, but... Uh, we got to do everything that we can to help him not see those ghosts. Yeah, to have the Ghostbusters up front. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even like he was rushed or anything like that for some of these players. Again, I think it comes down to the play calling. And, you know, if our own players are able to see that they're sitting on our routes because we're doing the same shit over and over, and the coach isn't listening to them, that is a fucking problem. Yes. Absolutely it is. Uh, I mean, our defense looked good. I couldn't complain with the way our defense played, honestly. They made they made enough plays that we should have won that game. Yeah, they and were the, amazing. The offense just fell flat on the face. All the short fields that we put them up against and everything, mm-hmm. and they only gave up, what, 18, 21, 21 points, I think mm-hmm. it was. I mean, it was insane. So, super frustrating. Um, we'll get to the week ahead for the Panthers. Get another home game, fortunately. Um We'll get to that uh, in, in the third segment of the show. Um, we've got some fun to talk about there. Um, my third point doesn't apply anymore because I thought the Panthers were on a bye, and they're not. So I have to... <laughs> These Saints fans. Yeah. Right? So, so the Saints and the Falcons are on a bye. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, we'll move along. So it's time to play Have a Drink on Me, and you, that means... Cue the ACDC. Panthers are looking forward to playing those Minnesota Vikings. So I have a couple questions for you guys about Minnesota. Um, jump in. Most intriguing thing about the Vikings franchise. What, what do you think? What do you think of? What do you think people think of when they hear uh, Minnesota Vikings? I think of Randy Moss. It's, that's just the first thing that jumps into my head when I think of the Minnesota Vikings is Randy Moss because that's where you know where he started in the league and he made his name and yeah he bounced around a little bit but I mean I just whenever I think of Randy Moss I think of young Randy Moss straight cash homie at at Minnesota you know what I'm saying like some years they're great some years they're terrible you never really know. Um, this year they seem to kind of be kind of. I feel like they're a lot like us this year and trying to figure out who exactly they are and what exactly they're going to do. Are they going to be good? Or are they going to be bad? It could go either way, you know. Um, I think we're doing a little bit better than they are right now. Uh, I am excited to go to this game. That's going to be a good time. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like they've always been exciting to watch. I mean, the playmakers they've had over the years, your Dante Culpeppers, your uh, Randy Mosses, and 
I mean, many others, many others. So just, just a, they're, they're always a, kind of an exciting program to watch. Dustin, what do the uh, Minnesota Vikings hang their hat on? What are their fans? What, what is the thing about the Minnesota Vikings that, to, that people know? I guess the first thing that comes to mind for me is the skull chant. Um, oh, man. That's the big thing for them. And so <clears throat> I think it's really cool. You know, I like the whole um, the culture on that team. I like the Vikings um, as far as like the old Norse mythology thing and all that's very cool. Um, one of the great players you left out, Adrian Peterson, who was a monster there. And he was a beast. For a long time. Their franchise actually reminds me a lot of ours. Uh, they typically have a very strong defense and a middling to you know somewhat above average offense on occasion. Um, they have yet to win a Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure, as well. I think they, I don't know if they've gotten there. I think maybe NFC Championship might have been as far as they've gotten a couple of times. Um, so they're struggling like we are. They won a Super Bowl, too. Um, the most iconic play that always comes to mind for me is going to be... Uh, no, 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 come on. <laughs> Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Woo! Man, mm. what a great, oh, look, look, incredible look at the play. on his face. <laughs> because I remember where I was. Uh, you know what I mean? I was at a bar in Seattle. And it's honestly, it's my fault. I may have told this story on the show before. But I, I, like an asshole, I texted Joel before the game was over, like, ah, we got you guys. Just, you're over there like Sean Payton doing the <laughs> to the fans on the sideline right before that. So, so honestly, <laughs> I will take, of, of the three times the Saints got hosed in the NFC Championship game, I'll take that one on, on my shoulders. <laughs> that was my fault. That one was yours. That we lost. So, uh... Brandon, you're buying Dustin the drink because the the thing about the Vikings is that they haven't won a Super Bowl, but they've been dealing with it for longer than Panthers have, and uh, it's just eating them alive. I mean, the Eagles got one a couple of years ago. There are some teams out there that have been around a long time that don't have one. But Browns and Lions. And but the Vikings, Bills. Vikings are long suffering and, and close, as both of you pointed out. Right? You know, competitive NFC Championship team sometimes, and they. they can't get to the mountain tops. So. I, uh, a lot I of saw, field goal I saw, troubles. Uh, yeah, a lot of Speaking field goal troubles. That would have been a good answer. Yeah. Speaking of teams that that's in the pelfrey. <laughs> Speaking of teams that never won a Super Bowl, I saw a meme today that was pretty rough. It was like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Bills go and lose a fifth Super Bowl. Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh man. Oh, already that's going rough. there. That would be so painful. I, I, I feel like almost nobody in America wants to see the Bills go through that. <laughs> I can't imagine having been a fan of that team and having to watch four in a fucking row. So you see what it's done. My mind. So, but you see what it's done to them. They, 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 they've turned into professional wrestling. They throw each other through flaming <laughs> right. tables in the parking lot. Like you don't know pain. Like, like if they yeah, Randy, exactly. Randy, Savage, Randy Savage elbow drops off the top of RVs. Yeah. If, if they lose another Super Bowl, what are what's next for Bill's Mafia before the game? Uh, How guess, much can they turn up the volume on? Hell that? in a cell, I guess. It's... <laughs> It's got us my witness. He's broken and Explosives <laughs> matches? I don't know. All right. Um, still, we're focused on it. And again, we got, uh, we're got we excited because we got some news to share on friends going to the uh, Vikings game in Charlotte this weekend. But yeah. while we're still focused on Minnesota, best thing about Minnesota? Anybody? Uh... <laughs> I want to say that's where the, the Juicy Lucy was invented, which is a fantastically delicious hamburger where the cheese is on the inside of the hamburger. Go on. It's, uh, so, you be, yeah, you take, like, two thinner hamburger patties, you put the cheese in the middle, and then you cook it, and then when you bite into it, the cheese is just like... And that's, know, a, that's a Juicy Lucy. Yes. 
juicy loose it. I'm interested. It's definitely not where my mind went, but okay. Uh, other than that, I know it's very cold there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to think of something <laughs> and, nice to say, and, and, and really all I can come up with is that it's not always negative seven degrees there. <laughs> that's that's a harsh compliment. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm sure the outdoors are beautiful there, right? I'm, I'm sure. They have a great mall out here. I've, uh, you know, I've never been. Mall of but, America. <laughs> But, uh, like, I've never been, and I'll probably never go, because if I get off a plane anywhere and it says negative anything, send me home. <laughs> because our guy is from Pink Hill, North Carolina, and that Minnesota weather just doesn't... I'll die. Yeah. I will die. I will cease to exist. <laughs> Can I tell you guys my favorite thing to come out of Minnesota? Slug, the rapper uh, from uh, Atmosphere. Hmm. Not familiar. Is from Minneapolis. So if you haven't listened to God Loves Ugly, that's a 90s rap album to listen to. And the girls thought Slug was pretty dreamy. I wish I looked more like Slug than I look like LP. Pretty funny name for a dreamy guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he, uh, he knew his lane. It was sort of a sort of emotional, uh, intellectual backpack rap. But uh, very good. Slug's a nice rapper. So there we have it. So... Last thing, and this doesn't really... Uh, let's see, so did I give a drink to somebody? No. Looks like I'm buying Dustin drinks, though. I think At least so. there's something about Yeah. That. You didn't have much... Um, you can win this one, though, Brandon. Because uh, I'm changing yeah. gears, so you can go first. Talk to me about the Cowboys at the Patriots. Just tell me something interesting about that uh, coming up this week. Okay. <laughs> a few years ago, when the Patriots were on that undefeated season until they lost to the Giants... Thank you, Giants, he said begrudgingly. Um, when they were on the undefeated season, that marked the first time in my life that I've ever pulled for the Dallas Cowboys when they played that year. And the Patriots beat them that year, obviously, because it wasn't in the playoffs. I despise the Dallas Cowboys. I despise the New England Patriots. I hate everything about this football game. <laughs> And yet this time around, I have to flip the script, and I want the Patriots to win. As much as I hate them both. But Is it because the Cowboys beat us recently? Well, or? that and the Cowboys are good, and, and well, inevitably they're going to collapse. I mean, what are we doing? I, I was telling Frosty the other day, like, hey, good for you, bud, because he was talking shit. Damn boys. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like cool, man. Can't Damn wait till boys. you guys get to the first round of the playoffs and lose again on some terrible play like you always do. <laughs> I need that to happen. I don't know if it will because the Cowboys look good, but I mean, I you know, I'm, I I need that to happen myself. Mm. Um, but I mean, you know, I, who really cares? The Patriots are not good. The Cowboys are good. Both teams, I hate. I'm not going to watch the. Dustin, game. any news and notes on Patriots Cowboys? I don't know if there's anything particularly interesting about the game that I'm aware of. Besides uh, the fact that Brandon hates both teams with all his heart. <laughs> yes, <soul>. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of either team uh, as well, so, you know, I, I will not be watching the game. I don't really care who wins. Um, if they could somehow both lose, that would be fantastic. Preferable, yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't. I Maybe the impending meteor that strikes us and destroys the world will hit that field. <laughs> and that's just how we all go out. <laughs> I haven't seen anything super relevant or interesting about the game. No, this I mean, week, I, so. really, at what Cowboys look like a playoff team. The Patriots do not, and yeah. they're just a couple teams that people have strong feelings about. 
I assume the Cowboys will win, yes. Yeah. I assume they will beat the Patriots, who have looked pretty bad this year. I was raised a Washington football franchise fan, because we didn't have a team when I was a little kid, because that's how old the referee yeah. of this show is. My dad, my dad's a fan of Washington. And uh, so I was raised to, I, I hate the Cowboys, and I hate them more than I hate uh, hearing about the Patriots for the last 20 years, so <laughs> I hope the Patriots win the game, for what it's worth. Um... Buying the drink. Brandon, uh, you have to buy a drink for Brandon because he has strong feelings yeah, about the game. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him the drink for that one. Okay. <laughs> I think you're still up one right now. So. Yeah. It's all good. So with that, we look at the NFC South. Uh, half the teams are on a bye this week, so there's less to talk about. Gives me a chance to talk about um, the Saints getting a win. Uh, had the full-ass Jameis Winston experience of interceptions <laughs> and... Uh, long touchdowns. Long touchdowns. You know, you know the, the Saints practice that Hail Mary? They practice it. So, so, so Peyton was ready to dial it up. Everybody singing Kamara at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know, just, you know, get to halftime. And, you know, Peyton being the ballsy, brassy guy that he is... Um, and Jameis was ready. You got Jameis. He is, there's one thing he could do. He could throw that ball down the field, damn it. you damn right. <laughs> it might not have been the right guy's hands, but he can get it down there. I'll tell you that much. So, Saints got to win, so I get to talk about that. And, of course, now the Saints and the Panthers are both sitting at 3-2, and two, and the division is very kind of clear right now. We've got the Bucks at 4-1, and one, and the Falcons... 2-3? Uh, 2-3 and three. Two and three after a... Unremarkable win in London. Um, and then we're both knotted up at 3-2. and two. So I guess I, I'm obligated just because we only have half the games to talk about in the division as usual. Um, you know, the Bucks are 4-1 are, uh, and, and going to feast on the carcass of the Eagles that just managed to escape Charlotte with a win. I don't know. The Eagles found a way to beat Brady before in that Super Bowl. <laughs> 2018. Yeah, but they had big dick Nick Foles. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I think the Bucks should beat the Eagles. Yeah. I thought we should have beaten the fucking Eagles. Came out flat in the second half again. Woo. That third quarter, dude. Yeah. It was bad. What? 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 What is rule? I mean, rule even addressed it to the media. Like, if I knew what to do about the third quarter, I'd do it. But. Well, I think it comes back to what I was talking about earlier, not making adjustments. Like, yeah, I get what was working in the first half worked then, but the other team is going to catch on to what you're fucking doing, and, and they're going to change. So you need to change how things work in Preemptively the NFL. know that you might have to evolve that, your game plan. Yes. That's how things work in the NFL when you're not just playing a Big 12 defense that just can't keep up with you. They can keep up with you, and they're just going to have to... They adapt, yeah. and now you have to adapt to their adaptation. Yes. This time, unfortunately, it seemed like we didn't adapt at all, even through the fourth quarter. At least against Dallas, you know, we picked it up in the fourth quarter and came back and almost made it a game. This time, we just fucking shat the bed the whole second half, so... I think you guys have hit on something that, as a non-football expert, that makes a lot of sense to me, which is that basically you've got a college coach here thinking that if he has a game plan, he can run it for the whole game you know, without having to deal with high-level, you know... I mean, every NFL team, no matter how bad they are, they've got coaches and they got players, right? And so they can, they can, they can counter-scheme. I mean, if, your player, if one of your players is coming to you and saying, hey, they're sitting on our routes, they know what we're doing, maybe you should fucking do something about it. That yes. just doesn't make any sense yes. to me. Like, how do you not listen to that? 
Yeah, thanks, Robbie. All right, let's go out and run out and run the same fucking play again, boys. Let's get it. Like, what the hell sense does that make? It doesn't make any damn sense. Well, when I was at Temple, we just kept pounding away at him like this. <laughs> and I get it. That's our logo. Keep pounding. But uh, <laughs> at some point, you might need to pound a different part of yeah, the drum. But pound from a different angle, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think shit. everybody can agree on that. <laughs> sure. I mean, everybody involved appreciates that when you switch it up a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, so here's the most fun part of the show, everybody. You're still here with us on Mike Up, Son. So, Brandon, tell us a little bit about uh, the Vikings game in Charlotte this weekend. All right, so, well, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go, obviously. Not the game, but... Well, yeah, what's going down? Uh, so, myself, handful of friends, uh, many of you know them, but, you know. Shout them out. I know there's millions and millions of listeners that have no idea. Shout them out, dude. Put them on the we show. We got like Lindsay Anderson. Uh, she's a Vikings fan. You know, we don't fault her for that. It's fine. You know, that's why she says words weird. <laughs> and Joel. I mean, he's a Vikings fan. That's probably why he can run so fast. <laughs> Not because he was a college athlete. Not because he was a college athlete. <laughs> he was running from all that cold weather. In Iowa? In, in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, it gets pretty cold in Iowa. Like Minnesota. Yeah. Uh... Let's see, so Joel, Gabby, Lindsey Anderson, Donald, um, Parker is now joined on with us. He'll be coming with us. Uh, we got we got a pretty good squad going up there. And you're meeting some people down there, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, my friend Brian was supposed to be out of town this weekend, but he texted me the other day and said he was going to be in town, so hopefully we'll be able to meet up with him as well. Uh, I don't know. Like, I know we're going up. Early Sunday for the game, I think, is the plan right now. And uh, then we'll meet up with Joel once we get there. And just, you know, have a little mingling of purple and blue. So so if it's okay, I'm going to ask Dustin to say, you know, any thoughts on the Vikings matchup since... Uh, we originally wanted Dustin yes, to come first with us. Of all, some I was going to go to the game, but it's my mom's birthday this weekend. But now that I'm thinking That's about it... not I as t- important as a football game, Dustin. <laughs> I, I just talked to her, and it seems like I might be coming back Saturday night, so... I don't know. I have to see if there's any tickets available like was, around where you guys are we got, sitting. We got tickets like two days ago. Hundred, I think it was like 178 bucks a pop. Yeah. So send me the uh, the section seats and all that. And I'll Donald see has that information. Here's okay. the, here's the part of the radio show, the podcast, where they exchange information about how to buy tickets from each other. <laughs> so maybe I can go to the game too. Woo! Come on, join us. Uh, we'll talk about the matchup though. All right. Anyways, the matchup. Um. All right. So, I mean, Minnesota's been struggling this year. Um. I would say this up to this point more than than we have, but I haven't really paid that much attention to the caliber of teams they've been playing. So it could be that they have been playing better teams than we have been playing. Obviously, our success hasn't only has only been against shitty teams. Um, and then last week we did, couldn't even beat a shitty team. So um, I really at this point I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen in this game. Um, I know that they have a quarterback who can throw the ball very well. I know that they have some great wide receivers. Um, I know that they have uh, a great running back. I don't know if Dalvin Cook's going to be back for this game. I know he was hurt. But Madison has looked really good in his absence. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they're a team that, that can beat us. And what about their defense? Uh, hopefully we have McCaffrey it, back. I think their defense the, is middling this year. I don't think that's they're... that's the thing. What's going to cause us problems is defense. Yeah. Our defense is good enough to beat their offense. Yeah, I think but so, too. If, like, our problem is obviously offensive line. I well, know we're well, shocking. Well, again, I mean, but... if, if the Vikings have a not excellent 
defensive front than uh it, it, well, I mean, they we have could, what's his face um Daniel, Daniel. It's here, always like God. I always think of it as like a girl's name. It looks like Danielle, but it's Daniel. Daniel Hunter. He's a beast. He's having a great year. Um, you know that could be a problem for us uh, because he can work our interior like the little bitches they are. Um, uh, do, so, you, do you think we'll get Christian back? That's what I'm saying. I think that could be a difference maker at this point. Um, you know, last week I was like, oh, just make a difference. We should be able to beat him anyways. Now, shit, I think we need this motherfucker back. <laughs> I, 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 we do, we do, but at the same time, I don't want to rush him back because we, we rush no. him back. Oh, no, and no, he no, no. He's not ready season. to go. Please don't well, come back. But if, if I, he's ready, then we need him. I think if it was a playoff game, McCaffrey would have definitely played last week based oh, yeah, on yeah, all, yeah. all the, all the um, tea leaves that we saw. That hurt Darnold a lot to not have him back there as a security blanket. But now, shout out to Chuba Hubbard. The kid's playing great. Yeah, he is playing pretty good. He's not as good of a receiver at the backfield. No, he, not he at all. He drops passes. It, but he is very elusive it, and very quick. Yeah, he's a good running back. He's not as good receiver. Sam's stats probably look better with McCaffrey against the Eagles last week, right? I would assume. I, I think we win. If, yeah, if I think Christian's so too. Back, it's, it's nuts that, I mean, well, not nuts, but it, I think it's... I think you're. I think you're right. I don't know that our our gameplay becomes any less predictable with McCaffrey, though. Is the thing. It, even so, it might be more predictable because they know we're going to go to him all the damn time. So that's a problem too. Maybe it they is. simplified the playbook because Christian wasn't out there. I don't know. I don't know. They need we'll to but that's well, also something as an NFL need, coach you have to be you able gotta to do better. You gotta, you gotta do better than yeah, that. You can't just cut you out. Can't, you you can't be like, hey, we got this playmaker. We're going to give him the ball thirty fucking times a game. Yeah, and then act shocked when he gets hurt when we don't have an offensive line protecting him. So insert SpongeBob meme, like, ooh, a shock Pikachu meme. Mm. <laughs> so here we are. Um, th- hope you guys have enjoyed the show so far. We're gonna touch for as long as you know, not not forever on on the big story in the NFL. I, I feel obligated since we have a dozen thousand listeners to um, just touch on what happened with John Gruden. Uh, and, uh, and I'll go ahead and set it off. I, I feel like, as others have said, that his individual indiscretions are not... They're the tip of the iceberg, right? They're the only the part that you can see. You've got a lot of people like John Gruden who think like John Gruden in positions of power in the NFL as coaches or as GMs or as owners. And we know what they actually think of the workforce, what, of the people who actually get the job done on the field and, and how cavalier they feel they can be um, when they're not on camera, um, I started public relations and the mic is always hot and that's what you got to remember. Um, but anyway, I, the story's not over. It's not really about John Gruden is my main point. Um, I think he got probably sacrificed for, to, you know, insulate the Dan Snyder investigation of the Washington franchise that, uh, that led to this, um, leak, but, uh, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I, yeah, he, he's he's fucked. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, really? What did he, what did he say? Come on, seriously. And then I read a few about like a few of those emails, and whoo boy, yep, that ain't that ain't gonna fly in the NFL, bud. And I hate to tell you, like, just shouldn't fly anywhere. Th- that's what I'm fuck saying. Like, it, it definitely shouldn't fly anywhere. But like, I mean, if you're you're a, you're a big face of the NFL, you're. You you were all over ESPN. You were a well-renowned coach. Now you're you you came out of retirement to coach this franchise. Your franchise is doing good, and now this shit comes out. And as someone so kindly put it, the bar to me a little bit earlier. 
Oh, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, because that was so long ago. 2011, a whole different world. Yeah, no. I'm not, sure he's not completely really changed the way completely. he thinks and treats people. Right. You remember how young John Gruden was in 2011? Still old. Yeah. Like, it's... I, I mean, he... I don't know what he was thinking. And obviously, we don't know who he was emailing and what that was coming back with and whatever. But, like, we now know what was said in it. And this is not okay. It's, the shit that he said is not okay. I think a lot of the email communication was with him and I think it was what the president of the Washington football team at the time, Bruce Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was established. Uh, so I don't know if anybody remembers the whole incident where essentially the Washington football team was human trafficking their cheerleaders. Uh, they forced them to go down to this fucking island and made them do a nude photo shoot and took their passports and wouldn't let them leave and all this other disgusting mm-hmm. shit. I'm and then the president, really Bruce Allen, is sending pictures of these women via email to John Gruden. Like, that's another that's another part of this. It's disgusting. I definitely didn't hear any it's of that. It's fucking Holy disgusting. Shit. Dan Snyder needs to have the fucking team taken away from him. And like Bushnell was saying earlier, I'm sure it's a whole big fucking boys club. I'm sure there's a lot of owners that do a lot of stupid shit like this and say all kinds of dirty things behind closed doors. And some of it's getting exposed. I think the reason that John Gruden's I bet getting old shown the door cut himself is, is, is because he was it. talking a bunch of shit about Goodell. Yep. Um, and you know, can't talk shit about Big Papa Goodell, Big yep. Daddy. And so, Burn. you know, he's he's the first one that's getting thrown into the fire. But uh, I'm sure more is going to come of this. I know the NFLPA is petitioning to have all of the emails released and made public. That fucking chance that'll ever happen. You imagine how many people that would implicate? I'm uh, sure. Like, like, like 80% of the owners would all be fucking like thrown out. But yeah. It's it's a whole nother big rich guy conspiracy. What do you fucking do? And I, I know I said I was done, but if I can just uh, put a put a bow on this. Before we knew what John Gruden thought about people, he was a lot more uh, personality than substance. That's demonstrable. Went to the playoffs less than he took teams to the playoffs. Inherited a team built and constructed by Tony Dungy, a black man, before he took over the team to fucking win the Super Bowl. And John Gruden hasn't really done shit since then, frankly. And the the most notable thing he's done is destroy his own career. So congratulations, John. You are just a symptom of a really big fucking problem. And um, that's all I got to say about it. You played yourself, fool. (laughs) Yep. Uh, What a loser. So, thank you guys for listening. I promise next time, unless something awful happens, that we won't uh, pollute what is otherwise a very fun show with serious shit. But uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey. Ice up, son. Ice up.